Uh, one of the things that I've been really uh, noticing in my spirit, just uh, thinking about um, preaching, is uh, doing a message that talks about four keys on perseverance. I really do think that's something that uh, Christians really need to be uh, need a sermon about right now, because especially during this time of pandemic, uh, a lot of people are going through through a lot of things, through a lot of things that are normally on the negative side, and I really do feel in my spirit that this they people need this kind of word, especially for a time the time as this, as this. To know to know how to persevere in something, and know that that God of heaven backs everything that they do, because some people don't know it. Some people don't know that what what they're doing is backed by God, and then they need to know. They need to know it is, because if they if they do know, then they perseverance shouldn't would not be a struggle for them to do. It won't not perseverance. If they know what what is actually happening, every Christian should be thrilled in what's happening right now, because the, it, it's all over the Bible. Whatever is happening right now, it's all over the Bible. So many people are, are seeing. I've I've had friends, friends um who 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 um were just the opposite of Christians. Friends saying, "Yo, what you said was true. What you said was true, man. I see things happening." What are these things? I would have so many friends DM me and be like, uh, asking me all these questions. So I know that even unbelievers are are panicking. It's everyone's scared. I know um, I know people are panicking. Not every no, not everyone knows what's going on. Well, I know what's going on because I read my Bible. Anyone who reads their Bible knows what's going on during this time. They know, they know why. And then I really do feel like this time was was meant for a distraction, especially for the church. This was um, this was really a time to see who was really forgotten, who who really wasn't. And I may be wrong. Some churches who shut down maybe was really for God, but when it push comes to shove, when bad things happen in your life, they just crumble down. That's why we we need to make sure our 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 foundation is strictly with God, and that's actually. That's actually um one of one of the things that I'm gonna be speaking about on for, that's one of the keys I'm gonna that I have for perseverance is always keep your eyes on God because once you once you do that it it's like your your, your life becomes easier as soon as as soon as you start as soon as you come to the point where you're like man Lord you are what I think you are you are you are what I want and you have that kind of mindset with him. He ain't going to bash you for it. He's actually going to respect it and act on that mindset. Because everyone who's... As soon, you just be blessed. As soon as you put your eyes on God, you just be blessed. It's so crazy. Because I've seen it in my own life. That sometimes I, I would get distracted. And as soon as I would put my eyes on him, he's like, oh, we're starting back from where we ended. Let's go high. Let's go high. Let's go high. And I never took my eyes off of him. I ne- I'm, I'm making sure... I make it a daily reminder to him that even though I did in the past, I'll never do it again. And it's just you and me forever. And, you know, my life's been great ever since that point. You know, I've been blessed tremendously. My family's been blessed. I've been happy. I've never, I haven't been sick. My family hasn't been sick. You know, uh, my family's actually going through, we actually got even more blessed during this time. We've actually got finan- like financially better during this time. And, you know, it's all because of God. Because when, once you, once you and your family have your have your mindset on Christ, it, it's a whole different ball game. It's a whole different lifestyle. Because it, it's it's like it's better. It's like it's better. You all, everyone is in agreement, and it's and it's it's a key necessity in the person's walk. When you have someone, when you can partner with your family and, and really in the same in the same mindset and really focus on God, you know your whole life will change. But it's um. One of the things I've really been uh, thinking about during this time is really we are called to persevere. It says it. It says in Hebrews, we were uh, we were called to persevere. It, it was a uh, it was a one of the things that is really spoken about in Hebrews is perseverance. And I, I'm going to be speaking there. I'm going to be speaking in um, many places of the Bible. 
Um, and it's really, it's really, called, we were really called to persevere because we knew we were already, we were already told in the Bible what's going to happen. We were, we were already told what's going to happen in Revelation and prophecies in the Bible with this, with this plagues, famine, famines, earthquakes, you know, things are going to happen in the last days and people aren't going to know, aren't going to know what to do. But if you, if you focus on the Bible and really press in on the Bible, you know exactly what to do. Trust in God and tell people about what's happening because it's really coming to that point that we are in the final hours of the last days. We're no longer in the last days. We're in the hours of it, the last hours. And this is why, you know, certain things that are happening, we need to make sure that people know what's happening. People know that God prophesied this and this is what we need to do. This is why, you know, people are more are hungrier, are hungrier more than ever. People, people are, they're scared. They're scared, especially in this time. People are very scared. This is why people need to come with a whole, Christians need to rise up. Christians need to come with a whole, a whole thing on perseverance and really show, you know, this isn't a time to be scared, even though it is fearful, but you don't have to live in the fear. You don't have to live in that. You don't have to live in any of it because if you just know God and you really set your eyes on God, you will, there's no need to fear. There really is. Philippians 3.14 says, if, if I press on toward the goal to win the prize for which God has called me in heaven, in heaven, in Christ Jesus, I like, I like another version. I press on to reach the end of the race and receive the heavenly prize for which God through Christ Jesus is calling us. If we, it's like we need to press in. That's one of my keys. Keep your eyes on God. Uh, we need to press in on the race and only what does a, what is, what is the goal of a person who runs a race? To reach the finish line. That's the same thing with Christ. We need to have in, in our in our walk with him. We need to have a goal in mind. That if we may I press into the Lord for all my days. So that I may receive that heaven, heavenly prize. In Jesus name. Just I love how he says it. As we press in to God. We will, we will receive the heavenly reward. That's how we're supposed to. That is how we're supposed to walk. In our walk with God. We're so we're supposed to always press in because once you press in on something, nothing else is in your mind. What else is in a bracer's mind? Nothing else. Only the goal. That is how our mind should be on our walk with God. We should only be focused on what's after life and what, what are and what are we doing that is going to bring us to that. And that is bringing more souls. When Jesus ascended, he said, make more disciples. Tell them what I have done now so that they may have faith and come to me. Blessed are those who haven't seen yet still believe. We are, if you receive God as your as as your savior, you're immediately blessed. It said, he said that to Thomas. Blessed are those who have not seen but still believe. Man, I just get a free blessing from for just accepting the Lord as my savior. That's a, that's an immediate that that's a turn on for me. Like I'm turned on. I'm ready. I am ready. I I want to fix my life. That's how some people are. That's how. That's how I've seen some people are. They, it's like a button. They turn as soon as as soon as uh, they see what God can really do. It turns. It's like a it's like a turn on button, and then they go on fire for God. It's so crazy. Really, how people how people's lives are changed by it. It's it's really crazy, and it's really it's like it's like a good thing. Their lives are just automatically changed, and it it's just. It's amazing to see transformations in people's lives because you can see someone who's depressed, who was cutting themselves. Now they are preaching with and they and they're just like the happiest person. You you would never think that they, the happiest person was cutting themselves. You would you would never think it because it, it really takes God to put a change in that person's in that person's life. And it's it's really powerful. But you know what that person did? They pressed in on God, no matter what, what the family was saying, no matter what their friends were saying, no matter if they lost friends, if they just pressed in, they, that was the only goal. And they look, look what they're, look where they're heading and look what kind of life they're living. They're living a bless, a blessing upon blessing upon blessing filled life. It is, you aren't supposed to struggle, especially with God. You're, you, so many people think, oh, if I become a Christian, I can't have fun. Of course you can have fun. You know, you know how much fun people in the Bible have had? And they were Christians. Abraham. Abraham, I'm pretty sure he had fun. Like, it's not a boring life to be a Christian. 
So many people think so, but no, it's not. In fact, it's fun. It's fun. It's supposed to be happy. When you receive God as your Savior, it's not supposed to be sad. I'm, I really feel my spirit just to say this. It's not supposed to be sad. You're not, it's, it's not supposed to be a burden to set the Lord as your Savior. It's really not. Bro, another, another one of the verses that I really want to speak on today is Psalms 25, 25, 15. As I was reading this verse, preparing this message, it really spoke to me. It really did. It really spoke to me. And verse Psalms 25, 15. My eyes are always on the Lord, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. Lord, may you always rescue me from my from the traps of my enemies. And we aren't supposed the Bible where in the Bible does it say that the, his children are supposed to get met, um tripped up by the devil? It doesn't say that. In fact, it says the opposite, for he rescues me from the traps of my enemies. But it only it also included in the first part, if on, he will do that if only we keep our eyes on God. Only. If we keep our eyes on God, he will rescue us. That's why it's so important. That's why it's my first, it's my first keep. Keep your eyes on God. Because if you keep your eyes on God, nothing, no devil in hell can trip you up. No devil in hell can make you depressed because you are so filled with God pressing in. And eyes are always on the Lord that no matter what is happening around you, that nothing can touch you in Jesus' mighty name. That's how we're supposed to live life. Nothing can, we are of this world. We are in this world, but not of this world. Whatever applies to this world does not apply to me. That's exactly what this verse is saying. What, because my eyes are on you, nothing about this world applies to me. No matter what situation happens, it does not apply to me. Psalms 123 Two says, we keep looking to the Lord, our God, for his mercy, just as servants keep their eyes on their master. Lord, may, may I always keep my eyes on you and always look to you as my first priority or as my first source of help. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name, may I always look to you for help. Always be, you will always be the first person I always go to. That's how we are supposed to treat God. He's always supposed to be the first person we go to, no matter what, no matter what situation we're going to, we're going through. He always has to be the first, no matter what. It doesn't matter what you're going through. It does not matter if you're if you're so sad. If you're so sad, that might as well gives you a reason to go to God, because He will answer. I promise you, He will answer. You know, He doesn't want His children to suffer. Nowhere in the Bible does it say He wants His children to suffer. In fact, he wants us to prosper and prosper and prosper. He says the thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy, but I have come so that they may have a life. But it doesn't just stop there, but has life more abundantly. He wants us to have an overflow of, an abundant, of abundant blessings. He doesn't want you just to live, live a normal life. He doesn't want you just to persevere and struggle or endure it. No. He wants you to prosper, be successful in everything you do. But the only, the only way you can do that, the only way you can be able to run the race is if you keep your eyes on him, no matter what's happening around you. If you keep your eyes on him, nothing, no devil can touch you in Jesus name. No devil has the power to touch you because you belong to God. That is why person, that's why I don't get people who just get steered off. Like some, some churches did, they just got steered off. And we saw who was really for God and who really wasn't. We really did. Because they weren't willing to persevere for God. They weren't willing to wait, wait to see what God was doing. They weren't willing to persevere. Lord, may I always be willing to persevere for your sake. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name, may I always be willing to persevere. Because I'm not just thinking now, I'm thinking ahead of time. I am thinking for my reward in heaven. That is why I persevere. That is why I persevere. Because of what, not the temporary stuff, but the eternal stuff. That's why it said in Hebrews, the first, the first verse that I read. I press on so that I may receive the heavenly reward. That's how we're supposed to be in this race. We're supposed to run the race with the mind toward the goal. But if that's one of the keys for it is to keep your eyes on God. Every racer has their eyes on the finish line. What race, what good racer has their eyes on their sides? No, it's always straight. 
That's how we should be with God. That is the same way we should be with God. Always going straight, never side by side. That is one thing that I really love because it, like, if you're driving and you turn the other way, you start turning. You start turning the car the other way, where you, wherever you're looking. Wherever you're looking, you end up going. That that I really feel my spirit to touch on this. Wherever you you are, wherever you are looking, you are going to end up going in that direction. That's why you have to be so careful on what where you are looking. That's why that's why my first point is keep your eyes on God because if you stay looking on God, you're going where He's going. That He's leading the charge and you're following. And you wherever he leads, he leads wherever he goes, there's blessings attached to it. So that's why I made it a point in my life to always go where he's going. Because he's not leading me to a trap. He's actually leading me to an inheritance in a in heavenly places. He's leading me to an eternal paradise in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. My second key is staying in the anointing. Staying in the anointing. The anointing does so much for a person's life like i like i it's amazing it's amazing to see how much we need the anointing because it really does protect us it really does protect us the anointing is like an umbrella like it's raining the god holds the anointing over you so nothing can touch you it's it's as simple as that the anointing protects you from every plan of the enemy from the enemy the the weapon may be formed but the weapon may be formed but it shall never prosper it's the same thing with this. We are being protected by the anointing. That is why it's so ne- it's so necessary for Christians to take it, especially in perseverance, to always walk, especially in times of trouble, to always walk with anointing. Because once you do, you'll never stray. Because the anointing is the work of God. If you stay in the constant work of God, you'll never be steered away. Because where God is, there's no darkness. How can you be steered away if there's darkness in your life? If, you, if you're smoking, if you're doing these things, you've steered away from God. But I promise you, if you stay in the anointing, it's like a bubble from the outside world. It keeps you locked and isolated. And it keeps you protected. While everyone's falling, 5,000 fall on my right, 10,000 on my left. But it shall never come to me. Just because people are going through it doesn't mean I have to go through it. For the anointing protects me and it shall protect me and my family for all my days. One verse says, 1 John says, in verse 27 says, As for you, the anointing you receive from him remains in you and you do not need anyone to teach you. For he already gave me the anointing. For it already is birthed inside of my soul. So I make sure that I always act in it. That's what I do. Especially in my walk, I've seen other people do it in their walk and it's worked for them. It's worked for me. It always prospers you as soon as you walk in the anointing. Because once you walk in the anointing, it's like nothing affects you negatively. Not everything only affects you positively. No matter if you're going through a bad situation in your life and perseverance, just because you have the anointing and you walk with God, nothing touches you. No harm will be placed on your life. And even though you're going through something bad, you already have the victory out of it in Jesus' name. Just because you care the anointing. I feel, I feel the presence so strong in this topic. Once you always, no matter what you're going through, you will just, just make sure you carry the anointing. Because if you do, nothing will ever strip you from it. No, no devil has the power to take your anointing. Only you have the power to lose it. Some people have lost their anointing. Because they steered away from the path. No, that's not going to be me. That doesn't have to be you. You you have to just keep the anointing. Keep, stay in it. Because once you do, once you do, sinning is not an option. It will be, it will be so easy to do what is right. And it will be so hard to do what is wrong. It is like that. It's like that kind of lifestyle. Man, I, it's so easy for me to do right. And it's so hard for me to do wrong. That's that only comes if you stay in the anointing, if you walk in it, if you savor it, if you think in it. It's just like that. It's just like that. If you just stay in the anointing, you are protected from every other thing in in the world. It's just like that. It's so beautiful because people I've seen people struggle, especially backslidden Christians. I've seen it all where they used to be so on fire for God. But they let it distract and take them. 
and they're so far from the anointing. And then their life gets worse. You want to know why your life gets worse? Because you're outside of the anointing and the protection of God. But, but, it's just like the, just like the Bible says, always gives you a way out. The thief comes to steal, kill, and destroy. But I have come that they may have life. There's always, there's always a, a positive way out with God. That's why you don't have to stay, stay a sinner. You don't have to stay having a bad life. You can have a good life. You can. You don't, you don't always have to suffer. You don't always just have to endure something. You can persevere, but the problem doesn't have to touch you. You can live in the problem, but it won't touch you. In Jesus' mighty name, because the Bible says you already had the victory. You already had the victory. You already do. You have to believe it. You have to believe it. You can't just say it. You have to believe it. That is why the Bible is a heart thing and a belief thing rather than a just saying thing. That is why there's so there's a difference in what you say. In Jesus' mighty name. There is something so powerful about when you say something. About when you say something. It's it really changes things in a person's life. One verse uh Psalms 105:15. Do not touch my chosen people and do not hurt my prophets. It's like when you when you when you partner yourself with God, he protects you from anyone and everyone. Anyone who has, just like what I said before, the weapon is formed, but it's, it can't prosper. There may be some, there may be stuff formed in your life to to, ta- to tear you down, to destroy your walk with God, to destroy your life, even the, even that, to kill you. But if you stay in the anointing with God, it will not touch my chosen people, and it will not hurt my prophets. It won't hurt you. It won't hurt you. It may be formed, but it still won't hurt you. You have to stay in the anointing. Keep your eyes on him. And once you do so, it doesn't, it, it, can't, it can't touch you. It, can ne- it cannot hurt you. Once you do that, I've had so many people who are like, why, or, who, who've asked me, why, why are bad things happening in my life? I'm a Christian. You can be a Christian, but not have the anointing. You can't. When it, the anointing is, is the total surren- the surrenderance of yourself to God and being able to do his work. That is anointing. And so many people, so many Christians lack it. And they wonder why certain things are happening in their life. Because they aren't carrying the anointing and the power of God. You know, some people don't know. Some people don't know. They have it. That's why they need to, they need to read their word. For it says in the word, it says, for they die of, for lack of knowledge. Make sure you are, you are filled with all the knowledge in this book. In the Bible. Because... Because once you know, it's, it's like your identity. Your, the Bible is your identity. The Bible holds your identity. Once you read it, you know who you are in Christ. So you, don't, so you already know you have power. So you already know you have anointing. Just, just from reading the Bible, that's how you know. Just from reading the Bible, that's how you know. Just from doing that. It's so easy. It's so easy. Just to stay, stay good. It becomes, once you make it a lifestyle, it becomes so easy to do what is right. And it becomes so hard to do what is wrong. You know, you, you, you don't have to be living horrible. You don't have to. I've seen so many, so many Christians who are just depressed. And I'm like, you don't have to live like that. You don't have to. You don't have to. Set your mind on things above in Jesus' mighty name. Once you set your mind on things above... Nothing on earth is on your mind. Because your mind's on God. What is above? God. Once your mind is set on one thing, nothing else can come in. That can come in it or distract you or do anything, any kind of sorts of bad things to you. Because you, you, made, you, made, you made up your mind. You've made up your mind. You know, you know where you're going. You know where you're going. David. David even in the Bible, while he was being attacked from Saul. And I mean attacked, attacked. I, everyone trying to kill him. Everybody trying to kill him. Everybody. And he didn't know what to do. Whenever you do not know what to do in life, find where the Spirit of God is. Find if, if it's at a pastor's house, ask your pastor. Stay with your pastor. If you don't know what to do, just as David did, he went to he went to stay with Samuel. 
Because that was where the Spirit of the Lord was. So whenever you don't know what to do, always go where the anointing and the Spirit of the Lord is. Because it shall protect you. David wasn't killed. Obviously, he became the king. So he couldn't have been killed. Because he went and stayed where the anointing was. In Jesus' mighty name. Let that, wherever, if I never, if I don't know where, what to do in my life, may I always go to where the presence of the Lord is. Because I shall be protected. I shall be protected if I, when I do that, actually. Because he did it and he, and he was protected. Because he stayed in the anointing. The anointing is powerful. The anointing holds power. It holds protection. God protects us through the anointing. It's not a fake thing. It's not some little thing. It's a big thing. People need to start realizing that. It's a big thing. And it really has power. I've seen, I've seen so many times... I've seen so many times in, in preachers' lives. You can tell who is anointed and who is not anointed by the way they speak and act. If, if, no, one, if no one wants to hear them speak, they're not anointed. I'm sorry. But it's really that. If, if the person speaks depressed, who, who, who would want to hear a pastor speak and he sounds depressed? I'm sorry, but I would never want... If you're telling me to believe in a God and... Especially for a ministry position. If you're telling me to believe in this guy that you're talking about. And you sound like you don't even believe in him. I'm sorry, but I'm not going to believe in him. No. get Find someone. Find a preacher. Who knows how to speak. Who speaks with authority. And actually sounds like he believes in what he's saying. That's how we're supposed to speak. No one's going to believe someone who speaks depressed. No one, no one who's, no one's going to believe that. No, that's why you have to make sure you speak with boldness in the anointing that God has given you in Jesus' mighty name. That's how you do it. Because once you do it, that's how you persevere during the tough times. Because once you carry the anointing, it builds you up. It sustains you. It, it gives you endurance, just like in a race. The anointing gives you an endurance and a motivation to keep on going. That's how you persevere. That is really how you persevere. It builds you up. It builds your spirit. And in doing so, you become even more successful for God. And, and not even that, you become more on fire for God. So you, it's like you, you become more in love with him and willing to do whatever it takes to spread his name. That is how we're supposed to live. You know, when he ascended, he, he called us to make more disciples. We're, that is our job. That is our number one job. And no one's, no one's going to believe us if we all sound depressed. That is why we have to make sure we carry the anointing. Because it's so evident, to, especially to unbelievers when you do. It's so evident whether this person actually is legit or not. If they're legit, they have the anointing. If they're not, they do not have the anointing. That's really how it is. That's really how it is. This brings me to my third key on perseverance. Speak faith. Speak fit. So many people speak death into their bad situation. And then they realize why more bad stuff's happening. I'm sorry, but you shouldn't have to go through bad things. You aren't meant to go through bad things. You as God's children aren't meant to go through bad things. But even if you are going through a bad situation, don't call it what it is. Call it what it is not. Call the opposite. Call it the opposite. Speak faith into your in, into your situation, because if you do, you're actually you're actually going against Satan and backing God in His word. Because in His word, in God's word, it says, it says, Psalms, Proverbs eighteen twenty one. The tongue has the power of life and death, and those who love it will eat its fruits. Another version says the tongue can bring death or life. Those who love to talk will reap the consequences. The tongue can bring death or life. The, 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 your mouth has so much power that it can either bring life to a situation or death to it. That's why we need to be so assured in who we are and what we have with God that we can speak life into a bad situation and speak Good things, good results, and they expect them to come, and they come. And once and once they come, people see them coming, 
and they will come to God. They'll be like, why are you so happy when you're going through this? Why are you happy when you're so sick? Because you can say, I have God. I have God and they're going to heal me. I will, I, I, I'm the head, never the tail. I am meant to be healed in Jesus' mighty name and I will be healed. But people don't understand that because it's not you speaking. It's your spirit. You, when your spirit is over, is over your flesh... People are astounded with it. They can't believe it because they are acting in their flesh while you are acting in your spirit. Your spirit is so powerful, especially when you speak. When you speak, it strengthens your spirit, man, and strengthens your faith. Because once you speak good into a bad situation, it overcomes with good. It says in the Bible, what, I, what, I, what the enemy meant for evil, I meant for good. In Jesus' mighty name, I declare any bad situation happening in this in any person's life, that God just turns it around for good in Jesus' mighty name. That they will just start speaking faith in it now, and they will then will will see the faith that they spoke come to pass. It's just like that. It's just as easy as that. You don't have to live in you don't have to live in your bad situation. You don't have to. You don't have to. The Bible never called me to live in the bad situation, but called me to say. Mountain move and it shall move. It, it, I'm not supposed to be in submission to the bad situation. The bad situation is supposed to be in submission to me. Treat it like that. You are on top of that, not the other way around. Because I promise you, as soon as you realize what you have and what you can do to get rid of it, it's so easy. It becomes so easy to automatically think, I'm not supposed to be doing, this isn't supposed to be happening. I rebuke you in Jesus' name and it shall be done. And it, and it won't happen again. And it won't come into your life again. In Jesus' mighty name, I already know that if you just do those very things, your life will be better. Your life will be happier. You will feel more fulfilled than ever before. I promise you that. I promise you that in Jesus' mighty name. Psalms 13.3, another good verse, another amazing verse. Those who control their tongue will have a long life. Opening your mouth can ruin everything. That is why the mouth has so much power. Because, but there's always a but, like I said before. Those who, those who open their mouth can ruin everything. That's why they have to be, you have to be careful because if you're going through a bad situation and you say something bad, it, it, the bad thing supports the negative, the bad situation. So then now you will have double bad and then now more stuff keeps happening and you're like, God, why is this happening? Why is this happening? But you have to realize that you spoke bad into your situation. You spoke negative negativity in your own situation and then you reaped more bad. And that's why this isn't a joke. That's why you have to make sure you control your tongue. And it says, it puts, it, the Lord gives you a blessing if you do so. You will live a long and good life. You will. You will live a long and fruitful life if you control your tongue. That's why. That's why you have to make sure that, especially in times of trouble, you are speaking what God would speak, not what your flesh would speak. That is why it is so important to make sure that your spirit is in that your flesh is in submission to your spirit and your spirit is above it. Once your spirit is above it, you will never ever have a problem in acting in your flesh because your flesh is no longer existent. Existing. Because your spirit is so far above that you are not always speaking what is in God's mind. That it's like you be guys that it's like you and God become one because you carry the anointing and always, always acting in his spirit. That's why it says in the Bible, let me, Lord, give me a mind like Christ. I want a mind like Christ. Because once I have a mind like Christ, I don't think like the rest of the world thinks. That when I have a mind of Christ, I actually think the opposite. When I see bad, I see good. When I see bad, I see opportunities of God showing miracles. When I see a woman having cancer, I see a person who can be healed. It's a whole different mindset. It really is. It's a whole different mindset and people need to understand that. That it isn't just a lifestyle change, it's a mindset change. It's not just a read your Bible change, it's a mindset change. It's a, it's, it's a whole different way of thinking. That's why so many people don't understand it. That's why so many, people, so many scientists don't understand, understand it. But that's why it says in the Word, we must come, come to Christ as children. 
Even the children in the Bible understood his love. Even the children in the Bible understood what he was saying. Even though they understood it, yet his own disciples didn't understand it. They understood what he was doing. Because, because they, they know when a person loves them. Like a child knows when a parent does not love them. They, they feel depressed. No, no, that isn't how it's supposed to be. Once we know and stand in the anointing and speak faith in, uh, into our things, we are, God's love is just poured, poured through. And just because His love for us and because we are doing what He asked, He shows His love and how much He loves on us. And He shows it and demonstrates His power in it. And then that just raises us up from glory to glory, victory to victory. But that just starts with how we, how we, how we speak. Because how we speak shows God, Lord, I'm taking in what you told me. And I'm taking it out, pouring it upon other people. And not just other people, but I'm pouring it out into my own situations to see your work come to pass in Jesus' mighty name. That's how exactly how it's supposed to happen. That's exactly how it's supposed to happen. That we say what the Bible says, so God may pour out what he said in the Bible upon our lives. And, pe- and it won't just happen in our lives. It won't just affect us. In fact, it will affect everybody around us in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. My fourth key is act in faith. 2 Corinthians 5.7 this was also another another um good good scripture as I was just preparing this message. I really like and felt my spirit have really put this in. It really put this in. And I believe it. I, I believe it's gonna speak to people. I believe it. In Jesus' mighty name. It spoke to me. And I know people are people are really, really, really struggling during this time. I know it. I I've seen people all over social media. They're struggling. They're sad. They don't know what to do. I've seen people act crazy in stores. They're, everyone, everybody's scared. Everyone's scared. Everyone, especially Christians. I've seen so many Christians. I'm doing another, I'm doing another podcast tomorrow. I'm going to preach tomorrow. It's going to be an everyday thing. I'm going to be more, I'm going to preach more and more because people need to hear it. And I, you know, and I have what people need to hear and it's the word of God. Thank, thank the Lord that I grew up on this. Thank the Lord that I already knew what was going to happen before it happens. Thank you, Lord, that I'm prepared. And you can be prepared too. You can be prepared. You really can't. Just make sure you, you read the word. Make sure you know what's going on in Jesus' mighty name. You, you will know. You will know just as I know. You will. Second Corinthians 5, 7. For we, be, for we live by believing and not by seeing. That is how a Christian's walk is always supposed to be. We aren't supposed to live by, by, by seeing. seeing. Seeing what's happening in our lives and situations. What's happening physically. No, we're supposed to live by believing what the Bible said. If I have a sickness and the Bible says I'm healed. I ain't supposed to live by that sickness. I'm supposed to believe and live by the belief of me being healed. Like it said in his word. And Isaiah, for his, by his stripes we are healed. Just like that, I am healed. In Jesus' mighty name, as soon as he died on the cross, my, he bore my sickness and bore my pain. So I may never struggle with those things again. You don't have to struggle with pain. You don't have to. The Lord took it away. The Lord is going to take it away for you tonight. For you tonight. The Lord is going to. In Jesus' mighty name, I declare any sickness... To be cast out in Jesus' mighty name. That people will just be feeling, feeling refreshed. And I, I, and I command a new encouragement to be poured upon whoever's listening. To be poured upon who, to whoever's listening in Jesus, in Jesus' mighty name. Knowing why they should persevere. Knowing why they should endure and wait on you to see what you are to do. And uh, you already, I already see, I already know you're doing things, Lord. I already see you doing it. I already see you at work. Lord, let them see. Just as Elijah prayed for his servant, for his eyes to see what you were doing in their life that saved them. Lord, I, I ask you right now to open these people's, to open these people's eyes and see what you are doing around them. And it's nothing bad. It's every, every, all things are good with you, Lord. Lord, let these people know in Jesus' mighty name. In Jesus' mighty name. Another another uh, verse that I want to take you guys to. 
is Matthew 21, 22. This one spoke perfectly. Yeah, it's perfect. Anyone can understand it. It is so straightforward. In fact, it's right here. If you believe, you will receive whatever you ask for prayer. Whenever you pray, whenever you pray for something, always have an expectant heart with it. Always have an expectancy with it. Because no one who said if you're start if you're if you're dying of starvation, you don't just say, I want food. No, you scream it. That's what I would do. I would scream. It's all how you say things. Just as I was saying before, you how you speak the faith, how you speak it. No, you would make it very obvious to the person that you're hungry. No, the same the same thing with God. You will make it very obvious to God on what you are asking for prayer. Just like it says, if you believe, you will receive whatever you have, whatever you ask for in prayer. Another version says, you can pray for anything, and if you have faith, you will receive it. In Jesus' mighty name, may I pray for anything, and if I have the faith, may I receive it in, in, immediately in Jesus' mighty name. Lord, that is how you're supposed to pray. That is exactly how you're supposed to pray. You're supposed to pray with faith. In Jesus' mighty name, so that you may receive that very thing. And you will. You will. I've 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 bore witness of it. I've seen people uh I've seen people that it's happened to. If you just have faith for whatever you're praying for, it will happen. It will happen. There's no doubt about it. You it will happen in Jesus' mighty name. That's why you just need to make sure any prayer that you pray to God, any prayer that you just have the faith for it. And you will receive it in Jesus' mighty name. Make sure you pray to God with an urgency, with an expectant heart. And I promise you, He will reward. It says in His word, He rewards those who diligently seek Him. Lord, may I never be unrewarded when I seek You. May I always be rewarded for always diligently seeking You. That is how you're supposed to pray. That is how you're supposed to act towards God. Oh, be like, Lord, I'm doing this for you. I need this in Jesus' mighty name. I already see it done and expect it like that. And he will give it to you. I promise you. I promise you he'll give it to you. Just like that. Just like that. He'll give it to you. He will give it to you. James 2, 2.18. This verse also ministered to me as well. Verse 2.18. Some people have faith. Others have good deeds. But I say, how can you show me your faith if you don't have good deeds? I will show you my faith by my good deeds. That's why I said before. That's why we need to act in faith. Because people see. People know what level of faith you're on by what you do. That's why you must act Always in the anointing of God. Always stay. Always keep your eyes on Him. Stay in the anointing and speak faith. And act in faith. Because when you do. When you do those four keys that I mentioned. Once you do that. People will see your faith. And will be drawn to God. Just by seeing your faith. And what's and it's actually coming to pass. And not just they will be drawn to God. But you will be drawn more to Him. And you will fall more in love with Him. In Jesus mighty name. It's crazy. It, it really does happen. I will show you by my my. I will show you my faith by my good deeds. You you can be like that to God, Lord. I want to show you my faith by doing this for you, and yo, He will respond. He responds to faith. Have no doubt that He will. He won't respond. No, He will. He will respond to faith in Jesus' mighty name. He will. He will. That's why I hate when people say. I don't know if God won't respond. I hate it. He's not going to respond. He's not going to respond if you're thinking like that. And just because you said it now, he's definitely not going to respond. That's why I just said, be careful what you say. We all, we all give an account of what we say. We will all give an account to what we say. Second Chronicles 31, 21. It says in everything that he undertook in, no, actually, I want to read this version. In all that he did in the service of the temple of God and in his efforts to follow God's laws and commands, Hezekiah sought his God wholeheartedly. As a result, he was very successful. That's, that's exactly how we are supposed to persevere in him. We are supposed to seek him and we will be successful. 
We aren't supposed. The Bible doesn't say persevere, and then, and then you'll have a hard life after. So persevere again. No, the Bible says, "Seek me, persevere in me, endure in me, and I will give you a reward." He was given a reward, made successful, in his life. His life was very successful and blessed. That is the life that you are supposed to have. That is the life that you are supposed to have. In Jesus' mighty name. You don't have to have a hard life. You don't have to. No. No. If you seek God and stay persevering in Him and running the race, He will reward you. He will. He will reward you. He will. I've seen it done in my own life. I can assure you He will reward you. And when you do so, you won't have enough room to contain all of the blessings that He will bestow upon you. You will not be able to at all whatsoever. It's so crazy when, when I hear testimonies of people that when they really you know, sought the Lord, really got serious, persevered in God, waited on God, and diligently seeked God, how much they were blessed. They were blessed abundantly. Abundantly. It, it's so beautiful to see those stories because it just builds up your faith even more. It just builds up your faith even more. That's why I can tell that's why I can say this and preach on this topic so well. Because I've seen it happen and so fervently, so firmly. Because I've seen it happen. I've seen it. Where where people really persevered in God and saw God and was really blessed from it. That's what we're supposed to do. That's exactly what we're supposed to do. Another another Bible verse is James 2.18. Oh, this is this is really good. This is really good. I, I just want to read it again. I know I just read it. I will show you my faith by my good deeds. Man, that is that is so good. But I also have another verse in James. It's actually James one twenty two, not James two eighteen. But don't just listen to God's word. You must do what it says. Otherwise, you are fooling yourselves. Whatever says in God's word, you must do it. Don't just listen to it. You have to do it. You have to. You have to act. There's a, there's a thing that is so important in action. In acting in the word. In acting in it. And I'm closing with this verse. This is, this is a beautiful verse. But it really, it really, it really speaks to you. For our guilty consciences, this is Hebrews 10, 22. Let us go right into the presence of God with sincere hearts, fully trusting him. For our guilty consciences have been sprinkled with Christ's blood to make us clean. And our bodies have been washed with pure water. Let us hold tightly without wavering to the hope we affirm. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. For God can be trusted to keep his promise. Just before I keep uh, keep reading. Don't ever think God will not keep his promise. Don't ever think that. I promise you. He will always, always fulfill his promises. He will. Let us think of ways to motivate one another to acts of love and good works. And let us not neglect our meeting together, as some people do. But encourage one another, especially now that the day of his return is drawing near. You need to make a point in your life. That says, Lord, I want to make my eyes on you. Keep my eyes on you. Stay in the anointing. Speak faith and act in faith. And always persevering. You need to come because the day of his return is drawing near. Dear friends, if we deliberately continue sinning after we have received knowledge of the truth, there is no longer any sacrifice that will cover these sins. There is only the terrible expectation of God's judgment and the raging fire that will consume his enemies. For anyone who refused to obey the law of Moses was put to death without mercy on the testimony of two or three witnesses. Just think how much worse the punishment will be for those who have trampled on the Son of God and have treated the blood of the covenant which made us holy as if it were common and unholy and have insulted and disdained the Holy Spirit who brings God, God's mercy to us. We cannot keep sinning. We cannot keep sinning. Knowing the truth. Now you know the truth. By this word. Now you know the truth. 
So you need to make it a point to your life that you need to come to the Lord because you, you already see the Bible has said the things that are happening now. The Bible says it's happening. I knew it was happening. I was prepared. But anyone who's not prepared, who's feeling like a, or a discouragement for persevering in God, people who are feeling, I don't know. I don't know if I, what I believe is true. I'm scared. I'm scared of what's happening. I don't think God is with me anymore. For though this word was for you. This word was directly meant for you. Lord, I, I, I pray for you right now. Lord, I command any, any, any bit of doubt, any bit of doubt to be rebuked now and taken out in Jesus' mighty name by the root. I command, I command any sort of discouragement. In the person's walk now, I command it out in Jesus' mighty name, by the power of your blood, in Jesus' mighty name. We, we don't have to live a bad life. We can live a holy and happy life in Jesus' mighty name, and they shall live it in Jesus' name. They don't have to, they shall never worry again, ever if you're still on their side, for they will always know they're being backed by heaven. In Jesus' mighty name, in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Um, tomorrow I'm going to be pre- uh, doing another preaching. Uh, I've been really feeling my spirit to preach about fear. Tomorrow is definitely going to be about fear. So I'll make sure make sure you watch this po- uh, this podcast and, and the next one coming up. But it's really, yo, God, God, God wants you to know these things that I'm telling you. I want you to know too. And these things are powerful. These things have power. These things, these things can help you. These things will, can really help you, especially in this time. You know, you should know these things. I'm tired, tired of people saying, I, don't, I didn't know this, I didn't know this. Well, now, now you can know this. You can know it. And it will bless you and it will keep blessing you. And it will always bless you in Jesus' mighty name. Have a good, have a good, have a good night, guys. I'll be here tomorrow uh, preaching, uh, uh, doing another message. On this podcast. And it's going to be an everyday thing. So. Have a good night.